0: Today I'm joined by Royce Peters. He's the Senior Technical Coordinator of the Carpenters International Training Center, which is in Las Vegas, Nevada. One thing I'll mention at the start here is that the Electric Power Conference is being held in Las Vegas April 23rd through the 26th. And one of the things that's available for people who register is to sign up and take a tour of your international training center there. To to start with, just kind of give us a little bit of background on the training center what you guys are capable of doing there and and what you do on a regular basis.
1: More than glad to Aaron and first of all let me thank you for having uh, for for talking to me here we're always proud of our facility always proud of the things that we do and and staying up to date so uh, it's an honor to be honored to be here and talk to you about it. Our training center right now is at 1.3 million square feet under roof on 29 acres uh, the concept of everything that we do here at the International is generally a train-the-trainer based. We do a few member classes, uh, and when I say train-the-trainer, it's not just the International. We have over 250 training centers uh, around North America, United States, and Canada uh, that the, the instructors and the trainers from those local training centers, they will come here they're already adept uh, in the most part of the skills that they're teaching in. Uh, but when they come here for the train-the-trainer, we give them the curriculum. Uh, and, again, we we write everything in-house. We're one of the largest publishers of technical training materials in the world. Uh, we do everything here at the International Training Center from starting with the SMEs to develop the concept of what the books are going to be. Uh, We've got around 120 books uh, that are developed and more being developed every week. Uh, But they come back and they learn teaching skills in that particular craft. Uh, That way they can take it back to their local training centers and teach the apprentices and the journeyman upgrade classes the skills back at the local area.
0: Over a million square feet, I just... amazed at what you guys can do in that space. So what are some of the different training uh, topics that, that you might cover with uh, somebody that's being uh, trained in the facility?
1: We, we cover every aspect of the United Brotherhood of Carpenters, whether that be carpenters, uh, millwrights, which uh, I oversee a lot of the millwright work, uh, millwright training that's done here, uh, floor layers, door hardware, interior systems, uh, building envelope. There, there's a lot that we that we cover here. Uh, but it's um, there's a couple of things that happen here. One is the, the hard skills, which is what I oversee uh, happen in, in certain aspects. There's a group of us that each one of us oversees different things. Uh, but when I say hard skills, it's the how-to, uh, especially with our rigging certification. We are an accredited, our rigging program is accredited, uh, a true third-party third certification. Uh, We do all the training from membership to go through to be able to take a a written and practical exam. Then we also do the train the trainers here for our instructors to be able to go back and mentor and and teach those apprentices in that skill craft. So that's one aspect. That's one of of many aspects that we cover. Uh, Anything from alignment uh, to uh, anything mechanical, we have uh, a frame seven uh, gas turbine here on site that is part one of the few classes that we do in our member training that the the members that come out have to do approximately a hundred hours worth of training at their home area Uh, then they are able to come out here they spend uh, well over 40 hours uh, with some hands-on taking the turbine apart learning the fundamentals of how each aspect or each component works then they, once they're done with the gas turbine, we also have a, a steam turbine, a 64 megawatt steam unit here that they come in. We have eight overhead bridge cranes uh, over top of all the units, so we they're they're taking that training. They're they're able to take do the hands-on portion, be able to uh, take their measurements, do all the uh, the documentation, all the readings. And we also have people here that uh, we're using the cranes to do overhead bridge crane certification where they can come out and go through a written exam, go through a process, pass a practical exam, and then they will receive an overhead bridge crane certification.
0: Wow. I mean, that's uh, really amazing that you actually have this type of equipment right on site there. Now, are these operational gas turbines and steam turbines or are they just previously used and and you've just got them in your facility for maintenance uh, training?
1: they were previously used uh when we when we brought them on site uh they they were in operation uh they were decommissioned brought here so we got we have everything that that is a part of them uh all the components to that uh you could take our units if uh, if need be we can move them somewhere else they could be operational uh, but because of city limitations with with where we're at, uh, that's one of the contracts we had to sign. we would not put them in operation at this facility. There's other facility. It's not zoned for them to be in operation.
0: Okay. Now, another thing that you had mentioned, I think, was about safety and doing OSHA training. You also offer that sort of thing at your site.
1: Yes, we do have uh, our trainers are able to come out. We do have an agreement and, and a program going with the uh, with the outreach program that. We have instructors that are qualified and certified uh, through OSHA to come out and teach uh, the 500, the 502, the 510. Um, They cover everything from general industry, which is 1910, uh, construction, which is 1926. So they're able to come out, spend the time with them, get the teaching techniques for that, they're able to go back to their local training centers. They're able to teach the OSHA 10s. They're able to teach the OSHA 30s. Uh, then they can submit their names directly to the outreach program for the DOL, and uh, our members can receive their their card for the, me, for the uh, OSHA 10 and for the uh, OSHA 30. Uh, and I think it's important to note that when they do that, all of our members, when they come in as a – as an apprentice or wherever they come in, however they come in, all the way up to journeyman, uh, for the most part, uh, it's free of charge. There is zero tax dollars spent here at our local training center. We are self-funded. Generally, all of the local programs are self-funded. So uh, if an apprentice comes in uh, for the training that we're able to give them, they come in, they get four years of free education. Uh, There's no, they don't owe any money when they're done. Uh, and they're able to work while they're doing that they're earning a living wage um, uh, they're building a uh, they have insurance they have a pension a lot of them have annuity and even some of our local programs are tied in with local colleges that when the apprentice graduates from the program they leave with college credit hours uh, or 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 some type of a degree or some type of certificate when uh, when they leave our program
0: well i mean that is really uh, impressive and, and quite a Benefit to the to the people that are taking this program. So so, how does a person become a member and uh, go through this progression from apprentice to journeyman?
1: Um, there are several ways. Uh, the, probably the the most common way is once people find out about us and they realize that hey, this may be a career that they want to want to uh, to follow. Persever. They can go on, uh, <laughs> just like everything else, with their, with their smartphone and Google uh, Carpenter's Local Apprenticeship Program um, near me. Uh, it's going to give you an address. It's going to give you a local union number. It's going to give you some contact information that you can go to. And If, if not, there's another website called uh, UBC Millwrights, and they can go there. There is a link there. They can go to wherever they're at, link, and find the local training center to come there. And we're always taking people. Uh, we're actually, uh, if, if I could talk about one of the programs, one of the major programs that we have going in the outreach department, uh, is we have a program called Career Connections. And our Career Connections program, we have outreach specialists, which are trained uh, in how to work with high schools, uh, 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 going into some prisons, going into um, some inner city, inner, inner city programs. That we've already developed the curriculum for them. We give them the books. We give them the the tests. We give them the, the all the material that they need. We we supply to the local high schools, and they are reaching out and going through these programs. And it, it's different. And I and I'm I'm hesitant to speak because we are here at the International Training Center that every local training center around North America has different standards that they abide by. But we have local programs that have it in their standards that if you have a student in high school that has gone through all of the career connections, when they graduate high school, a couple of things can happen. They, some of them are giving automatic entry into our program where they don't have to go through the application process. They're taken right in. Uh, others are taking them in and giving them up to a year's worth of credit in a four-year apprenticeship program uh, to make that. So we're reaching out to them as well. So there's, there's many different ways, but probably the easiest way and the blanket way uh, to get into our program is to just look us up. Uh, type us in. It's going to give you all the information uh, that you need. Carpenters.org is another resource. There are several links in there that talk about our training, talk about our different programs. Uh, there's also links to help get you to where you need to be to get into our uh, programs.
0: I think it sounds like a great opportunity for a lot of uh, a lot of people that may not have uh, you know money to go to college. Well, here they can go get the training they need to get a, a good job.
1: And, and just as a testimonial here for for myself, and I can only speak for myself. When I when I got in, um, I was 21 years old, uh, had uh, already had a family started. Um, looking for a job, bouncing around, ended up coming into the millwright trade. Uh, and within three months of coming into the millwright trade, I had insurance for my family. Uh, I had a pension uh, building. Um, the benefits were there uh, from from the start, from day one.
0: Yeah, and that's still the case today, I would assume. I mean, you still get the, 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 yes. the benefits that uh, go along with that. Now, are there any yes. age requirements as far as you're too old? if somebody may have lost their job and they're looking for a new career, is there an age limit?
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We, uh, uh, we have people for anywhere from uh, coming into our apprenticeship programs that are generally 18, uh, right out of high school. Um, We have people coming into our programs as apprentices that are in their Mm -hmm. sixties. If, if you're, if you, if you can work and you want to work and, uh, then your everything is uh, we'll take we'll take you in we'll give you the training that you need to to make that happen.
0: That's great. It sounds like a great program. I would love to go and see this facility, but it so it just so happens that I'm going to be speaking at Electric Power at the same time that this tour is being given. So I may have to uh, track you down and, and uh, see if I can get a personal uh, tour of the place sometime.
1: All you got to do is give me a call or show up and uh, and ask for me, and I'll give you the tour.
0: All right. Is there anything else that maybe we haven't talked about that you'd like to touch on? Uh,
1: I think a couple of things. One, but since we were on the topic of bringing people in, one of our programs, another program we have to have, and and I would be remiss if I didn't if I didn't bring this up is our helmets to hard hats program. It's been around for for a few few years now. Uh, we have um, a program set up to where if you're a veteran. Uh, when you get out of the military, that transition time is difficult. Um, uh, this this kind of hits very close to home for me in, in, in certain aspects. But if you're having trouble getting uh, getting from the military doing that transition, we have an open door. You come in, you apply to the Helmet to Hard Hats program, we will get you set up. We will get you uh, into a program the other thing that we are doing is now we are we expanding from that and going into our Millwright Veterans Program. Uh, we are actually going to uh, some military bases, and we are actually starting the training on the military base. Hmm. Uh, they they have to, as part of the, while they're still enlisted, they still Part of their education process while they're enlisted, we are offering that that program to them, where they're coming and taking some safety classes. Uh, they're coming and taking some introduction classes to get into the mill rights. So that that is uh, that is huge uh, for for them, uh, realizing that hey, their lifestyle is getting ready to change. So they we're giving them that option to get in.
0: Yeah, no, I know that feeling personally because I was in the navy, and I I remember the. Uh, anxiety that I felt as I was getting ready to leave. I spent 13 years in there and, and not knowing what the future holds is very difficult. So having a program like this where they, they already know, hey, I've got my foot in the door. I've got the training that I need. I've, I can get a good job. I can make a decent living. I can provide for my family and have the benefits that I'm used to. I think that's really great and, and it's exciting for them and gives them confidence leaving the military so great job
1: and the only other thing that, that I'll talk about uh, as far as uh, it's not an entry program another thing I'd like to talk about is the the culture that we live in today with the technology that, that comes out uh, everybody seems to think that when they think about a United Brotherhood of Carpenter or being part of the Carpenters Union that you're building houses and you're uh, or in, uh, in the millwright world which is the, the power gen industry and uh, even the things that in the 30 almost 30 years that I've been in, the way that we do things is not the same. Uh, part of part of it is trying to keep up with technology, uh, and I don't think anybody can ever do that because you may have the latest and greatest in technology, but in the world and society that we live in today, when you're when you're right on point, when you wake up the next morning, you you could be two years behind. Uh, that's how fast technology is changing mm-hmm. um, in that. But the thing is was as technology changes, the safety around the technology changes. So most of our training courses are set up to where the first bit of it, whether it be 10%, 15, 25% of the training, is safety based where we, this is something new, This is, or even if it's not new, these are new regulations. These are new things that we found that may not be a regulation. We go ahead and train on those things. Just because they're not a regulation yet, we have people that are studying the industry that say, hey, this could be coming, so let's start to train on it now. That way we're ahead in that game uh, before they ever get to the, to the owners of the contractors' job sites.
0: That's great that you're thinking ahead that you you know technology is important in every job these days, so training on those sorts of things is is certainly worthwhile and and I'm sure beneficial to your members. You did mention some of the different aspects of the carpenters uh, and what they do you know i didn't know a carpenter built scaffolding until I was working at a power plant you know uh, that wasn't something that occurred to me. So I think it is important to point out some of the different jobs and, and skills that a, a carpenter has. So is there any others that you can think of that maybe people aren't aware of?
1: Uh, it's things like that. a lot of people don't understand that uh, even the pile drivers are they fall under the uh, United Brotherhood of Carpenters. And here at our facility, we have uh, a tank. Uh, we do underwater welding where the members come out and they can get their underwater welding search we put them in the tank we have dive masters on site we have cwis on site Uh, so they can come out and do do the prelim work uh, to be able to go out and, and and perform underwater welding the same way with the equipment that they use one of the big players uh, in the game of equipment is Kirby Morgan, and Kirby Morgan is a is a diving hat. It's been around for many, 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 many years. Hands down, the number one. There's others out there, but they are the biggest. And that that helmet, when they're working at depth, has to be recertified. That we bring them out, we bring people out to help them recertify their hats. They take them apart, piece by piece, screw by screw, put all of the all the things together, uh, and recertify their helmets. Uh, we're actually putting a class on now for. Uh, underwater bridge inspection Uh, and all the bridges around have to be inspected at at a a set interval Uh, the engineer that does the inspection a lot of time uses our divers to go down Uh, they have cameras on he tells them what to look at he has them get closer to things so the program that we teach with underwater bridge inspections we're teaching our members hey when you get underwater they're already prepared because once they're there then the the bridge inspector can he doesn't have to give them as much direction they know where to go mm-hmm. and it's the same for the powerhouses especially in the steam industry in the power generation uh, with the gates and things next to the water source that are pulling the water in whenever the millwrights are doing work inside on maybe um, the uh, the large pumps mm-hmm. uh, to pull the water up uh, you're five, six stories underground, and even though you shut the, the gates off to, to control the water in that area, we still use the pile drivers. We still use the divers to come out to that job site. They dive down, they bag and seal the gates uh, before the millwrights ever go in. So it's kind of an integral part uh, of the two different crafts. Uh, even though we're under the United Brotherhood of Carpenters, it's still two separate crafts that intermingle, and and we're working together to to perform the perform the job.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how they would uh, utilize different uh, teams from different groups to to do the same job. Now, you also mentioned that you're the largest publisher of training materials. Who are you publishing those for? Is that just for your members, or do you do you publish it, these for it is other just things? for our members? They okay. are
1: proprietary. They are they are just for our members it could take anywhere from six months to two years to truly develop a book, uh, depending on obviously depending upon how deep you wanted to get and what the, how much information you were covering. But uh, it also comes into play that just because you write a book and you're done doesn't mean that, that and you're done with that book doesn't mean that you're done. because uh, we talked about the, the way technology was changing and new equipment and new tools coming in. Uh, for example, when, uh, I'll, I'll give away my age here a little bit, but when I first got in, the only way that you aligned a turbine on the, on the turbine deck uh, was you used piano wire and uh, elect, uh, electric mic, a hot wire. Um, that's, that is still used today, but then we progressed from that into ERAD and then into different types of laser alignment. So just because you, you, you've covered the concept in a book, as soon as the book is done, you're looking at, hey, what's coming, and you start yeah. to build on that. So you, the, we try to keep the books as up to date as humanly possible.
0: Right. I'm sure you you publish it one day, and you start working on the update on the next day. So another thing that uh, was listed here was the South Shop. What what can you tell me about the South Shop?
1: Uh, the South Shop. Uh, we actually have two shops. We call it the North Shop and the South Shop. And if you, if you come for the tour, it's going to be concentrated into the South Shop. Uh, it is 90,000 square feet in there. We have a conveyor system, fully functional friction drive conveyor system, like you would see in the car plants. Uh, we have the turbines in there. Um, we have the solar installer that falls underneath the carpentry craft as well, uh, putting in the big solar fields. Mm. Um, all of the concrete form work um, from heavy highway to light commercial, residential, all of, we train all of that. We have a pile driving pit, the dive tank. We have industrial scaffold, which is going above and beyond what we normally think of a scaffold. Because when you go, for example, like if you go inside a boiler um, and you got to put scaffold up to get to the tubes, there there's not a flat space that you can put just a regular foot down on a scaffold. So you have to be able to design, engineer safely to be able to build that uh, scaffold on a slant, to build it on offset uh, Elevations to be
0: able to get safely get the workers up to perform the work. Probably cantilever some areas too. I know I've I've uh, worked inside boilers and I know how difficult yep, um, it is yep. to fit everything where you need to be. So, uh,
1: and and the other the other thing comes in a lot of the training that we do here is we have a database that uh, is proprietary. We designed it, we built it. Um, that any member that goes through training. It goes uh, on record in a program called Train, that uh, the member has a card, has a QR code on the card. Uh, you, they can take out any smartphone, any tablet, scan that card, they can look it up through the UBC Mobile, they can go on the uh, website. But what it does is it shows every certification, every qualification, every training that that person has received. Um, and, and the beauty of it is, is the way we set it up, it's instantaneous. So if you have a qualification that expires at 60 days before it expires, when they scan that, that class is going to be highlighted in yellow. And the yellow means, hey, in 60 days, it's going to expire. At 30 days, it turns red. Uh, and instantaneously, that if that qualification or certification expires, then at midnight that night, it doesn't show up on that on that screen anymore. So it's a a great tool for our contractors and for our owners that want to know, hey, are you qualified to operate a forklift? Are you qualified to operate an aerial lift? Are you qualified to build this scaffold? And in just a matter of seconds, by scanning the card, it shows right there that, yes, I have this certificate, here's my certification number. And the same way with welding certs, we we are uploading welding certs into that. Where if you have some specialized welding and you and uh, one of our members is out and you want to know, hey, do they are they capable of performing this weld within a matter of seconds without having any paperwork? They can scan that, pull it up. It shows a copy of their certification, shows when it's up to date, when they took it. Uh, everything is already there.
0: Okay, that that sounds like a great tool as well to to stay on top of of how people are uh, qualified and, and make sure that they're able to do the job right. I think this tour of the training facility would be really worthwhile, and and I would encourage anyone that's listening to this podcast, if they're interested, uh, to go on the Electric Power website and register for our event. It's, uh, again, April 23rd to the 26th of 2019. It's in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll be uh, at the Mirage Event Center. But the tour um, at your facility, Royce, uh, is a big draw, I think, and I think there's going to be a lot of people impressed with what you guys are doing there.
1: Yeah, we're very proud of it. Very proud of it, and and, and welcome. Come uh, uh, talking about it and telling you about it doesn't do it justice until you walk in the when you walk in the door. I think people will be amazed to see just the complex itself, especially when they walk in the door and see what we're doing here. The words cannot uh, words cannot describe everything that uh, that you're going to see when they get here.
0: Well, thanks a lot for joining me, Royce. Have a great day, and I appreciate your time.
1: All righty, thank you.